Hello again, my brothers and sisters. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. When we make a best friend, how much time would you say you spend with them a week? An hour? A dozen hours? You probably spend a lot of your time getting to know them while you do whatever it is that you enjoy to do together. What they like to wear, to do, to listen to, to eat. How loyal are you to your friend? Most would say they are very loyal, and that you know that if you mess up and you wrong them, that they will most likely forgive you and accept you back. Now take a moment to think about where you came from. No, not your mother. Who created you? Who picked out your personality, your features, your bizarre desire to eat dill pickle chips with chocolate ice cream? God did that. How do I know? He told me. The prophet Jeremiah speaks the word to us in chapter 1. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And King David, the psalmist who penned Psalm 139, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Not only did God create you, He took your punishment for you when you messed up, when you broke the law and sinned against the King of the universe. He paid your way into eternal life, and then He sent His Spirit to you to give you the faith you need in Jesus. Yep, He has done it all for you. If that isn't love, I don't know what is. Going to church won't get you into heaven. Going to a Bible study, or even reading your Bible every day, won't get you there either. Only through Christ alone, by faith alone, and by grace alone are we saved. But why wouldn't you spend as much time as possible getting to know who God is after considering all He has done for us? I challenge you to learn it all. Before we get into the meat of our podcast for the day, I'd like to take a moment to ask you to please consider following us on Apple Podcasts or subscribing on Google Podcasts. While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, if you could leave a review, the weird algorithms will bump up the show's popularity, which means God's Word has a chance to reach more people. This podcast is published four times weekly. Three times during the week, you'll listen to a short devotional like you're about to. And on Sundays, we replay the Sunday sermon from our church. We're currently going through our daily prayer series on the Gospels and the Book of Acts. Each day, we will take a quick but thoughtful dive into a verse or two from one of these five potent accounts of the earthly ministry of Jesus and the early church. So grab a pop and let us ponder the word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A discussion between the rich man and Abraham occurs in the account of the rich man and Lazarus. Of that, Luke 16 records Jesus telling, In Hades, the rich man lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, Remember that during your life you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus' bad things? But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. My text. 
In the name of Jesus, amen. The nature of unbelief is that it does not expect any good from God. Father Abraham, have mercy upon me. Words not of repentance nor of faith. The prayer is the continued futile prayer of an unbeliever. To the point, the rich man's prayer of remorse is sad but idolatrous. In his well-off, well-to-do life, he sought no good from God. And now, even in the torments of hell where his unbelief ultimately landed him, he still seeks no mercy from God, who is rich in mercy and plenteous in redemption. The rich man paid no attention to the word of God in his life. And had he, the Holy Spirit might have worked repentance in him. The faith he so desperately needed, the forgiveness of sins and the righteousness and reconciliation with God he needed that he might also have been received into Abraham's bosom. But he would not. He would not believe. But God's promise still stands. The Holy Spirit works faith when and where he will, according to John chapter 3, and when and where he wills is where God's word is purely proclaimed and his sacraments rightly administered. But not listening, the rich man sought his consolation in things other than God, and from hell's torment he still hadn't learned. The second point of the discourse is the faith-unbelief distinction under the conditions Lazarus and the rich man lived. Recalling Old Testament Job, Lazarus endured the temporal conditions with a trusting, Lord have mercy upon me, a sinner. He worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. And the rich man, echoing Job's wife, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die, she said. Well, the rich man, in the agony of the flames, still didn't learn. Abraham told him, remember that during your life you received your good things and likewise Lazarus bad things, but now he is being comforted here and you are in agony? The Pentecost crowd speaks the question on our minds and hearts. Brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.